Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Joining us right now, senior writer from The Athletic covering your New York Mets. Let's welcome in Tim Britton. What's up, Tim? Hey, Keith. What's going on? You know, hosting the show, talking the talk, watching the Rangers. And, I mean, I know everybody wants to talk about the Jets and the Combine and the NFL has put out their surveys and grades for every team. But we're two weeks into spring training. We're supposed to talk about the Mets. And my Yankee fans are on hold. We'll we'll get to you in a second. So I was reading your article today. And it's funny. I was on air when the news broke about Kodai Senga. I was on with BT in the midday last Thursday. And, um... I think our first reaction, mine, was go sign Jordan Montgomery, right? You got all these Yankees. Uh, he's a guy that's proven. He, he's pitched in New York. He can fit in your long-term plans. Go out and sign him. Other people were saying, go get Trevor Bauer. Blake Snell's available. But then reading your article, I'm like, okay, there's some names that maybe some people aren't thinking about. And also, maybe some people just heard David Stern say, it's Tyler McGill, it's Jose Buto, it's Joey Lucchese, and they're thinking that they're not going to make a move. What do you say to that? Yeah, so I, I think there's kind of pros and cons to each. I mean, at, at this point, what, we're, what we've reported is that the, the Mets, they're staying in touch with those guys in free agency. Uh, you know, prob- less the Snell-Montgomery tier and more the, uh, as you mentioned in the story, you know, Mike Clevenger, Michael Lorenzen, mm-hmm. that type guys who don't move the needle quite to the same extent. And they're staying in touch with them mainly in case something else happens in spring. You know, a lot of times you're, you expect to lose a starter over the course of spring training. It happens to the Mets pretty regularly, especially. But when you lose a guy like Senga, your number one, before games even start, then you're kind of hold, crossing your fingers that nothing else happens once you get into games. You know, they've only had uh, one of their presumed starting five in, in Adrian Hauser pitch uh, in, in a Grapefruit League game at this point. So, you know, you're hopeful that you get through the rest of spring with, with whoever you, you deem your top five intact. But if that doesn't happen, then they want to be able to be flexible and, and react pretty quickly. So I think that's where they're at right now. You know, I think you can make a strong case that, man, Jordan Montgomery makes a lot of sense for the Mets uh, because this is a team that doesn't have a lot of long-term pieces locked into their rotation beyond this season. It's really just Senga and, and whoever steps up from their group of depth starters or young starters. You know, Sean Manaya, if he has a good season, can opt out. Jose Quintana is going to be a free agent. Severino and, and Hauser are slated to be free agents. So uh, the rotation doesn't have a lot of certainty moving forward. I do think that they plan to be more aggressive in their free agent pursuits next offseason in the free in the starting pitching market. But Montgomery is a guy who, who could make sense now uh, and, and for the longer term if they're willing to pay the uh, you know large luxury tax fee that would come along with signing him. 
I also saw an article on Bleacher Report today that the Mets quietly were pursuing a role as Chapman. Obviously, he signed with the Pod, uh, not the Padres, the Pirates. Uh, who did I just see sign with the Padres? Tim LaCastro, former Yankee Met. Um, Julio Tehran. Uh, Andy Martino put out an article today that had some Mets fans on Twitter upset, and it was talking about the Mets' pursuit of Julio Tehran this week before he signed with the Orioles. Uh, what do you think about David Stern's process? What do you think about how much we know and what we don't don't know? I lean into the fact that there's, there's no way for us to know who he's talking to, what what his actual plans are. You just got to sit back and watch and see. Yeah, you know, in, in any executive's first offseason, it's a lot of learning the process like that. And, you know, Stearns has been pretty upfront from the start of the offseason that, you know, this team is going to need to find out more about its younger players. Uh, and that's, you know, that's Brett Beatty and Mark Vientos offensively. Uh, and that is, uh, as much as Mets fans kind of roll their eyes at it, that is McGill, David Peterson when he's back from his injury, uh, Jose Buto in the rotation, and eventually that next wave of guys they've got who might start the year in AAA, the, the Christian Scotts, Mike Bassels, that type, so that they have a better sense of going into next offseason, okay, how many guys do we need to add realistically for the next couple of years? Is it, is it just get a number one at the top to pair with Senga, or is it that they have to fill in, get a number three, a number four to replace guys like Quintana in the rotation? So I think it's kind of it, it feels kind of like a fact finding mission this this season for the Mets mm-hmm. with how Stearns has positioned it, but because in the National League, kind of beyond L.A. and Atlanta, it seems pretty open for them to to maybe go for a playoff spot. Uh, that there is opportunity there uh, to to get into October, and we've seen the last two two falls in the National League that just getting in there as a number six seed uh, could mean a lot. Yeah, and it's realistic. And I I know Stearns has said that he, he thinks this is a postseason caliber team and now that we're two weeks in the spring training we're starting to see guys are you down there or are you not down there yet Uh, i am down here okay so here's a question for you we're on the fan right now with tim Britton, who covers the mets for the athletic here's a question for you who's caught your eye who's turning the most heads who do you hear the fans and people chatting about um two weeks in to camp It, it could be multiple guys i'll tell you the guys for me just from the internet that i see well i i think you know the the number one is probably edwin diaz because he looks just like Edwin Diaz, which was the hope coming in, mm-hmm. uh, is that, you know, it, you can kind of just forget that, that last season, you know, this, this is the hope really across the organization, forget that last season happened, pretend you're just coming off of 2022 and you've got the best closer in baseball uh, back for your ninth inning and, and how that can reframe your bullpen as a whole, re- reframe the way you strategize a nine-inning game. Uh, beyond that, I think, you know, it, it, we haven't seen a lot of their, their kind of core players uh, like like I said, we haven't seen a lot of the pitchers on the mound yet in game action. You know, Diaz, that, this is on backfield stuff. Um, so we've seen more of that next group of prospects, guys like uh, Luis Angel Acuna and, and Drew Gilbert and, and Jet Williams, and all three have had nice moments in, in the early going. Uh, you know, it's it's tough to read too much into it because, again, they're not facing – you know, elite competition yet at this point in spring. Uh, but the, they're off to the, they're looking the way you want your 20, 21 year old prospects to look when they're in spring games. They look like they belong at this stage and maybe as guys who could make an impact before the end of the regular season. I also was on air for the Mets' first spring training game on Saturday, which was kind of rough right out of the gate, but they put that behind them. These are exhibitions. They were able to string together four wins, and there are a lot of bright spots and moments. From these four wins, I'll throw out the name Trace Thompson, who's a little bit of a journeyman. Obviously, his brother Clay is uh, wildly popular in the sports world. Luke Voigt, G-Man Choi, Joey Wendell. There are some guys 
uh, with the Mets that have been in other places, but they're veterans. They're major league caliber ball players that I think have had some moments here and are turning some heads. What What do you think about the guys that I just mentioned? Yeah, I mean, Thompson hit, hit a grand slam uh, a couple of days ago. He had another home run today and a double. Uh, he's hitting the ball hard. Um, you know, it, it's kind of a weird guy because you think of like that extra outfielder, right-handed bat. Well, he's got to hit left-handers, right? Like that's got to be his, his A1 uh, thing that he does. Uh, and instead he, he's better against right-handers. He's been better against right-handers his whole career. Uh, in his best season in LA a couple of years ago, he just crushed right-handed pitching. Uh, and so, you know, when you look at the composition of the Mets bench, you've, you've generally thought that, okay, DJ Stewart's got, uh, an inside track on that role as an extra bench bat from the left side. But, you know, maybe if Thompson has a big spring, you decide, you know, it doesn't have to be a lefty who hits righties well. It could be a right-handed bat who hits righties well, like Thompson. Stewart does still have options if they wanted to go that route. So I think, I think you know, he's, he's a guy from a performance standpoint who stood out. Uh, and I think one of the things that stood out in, in these last couple of games is just how well they've played defensively. They've done a lot of the little things right. And that's something that, you know, you watch the Mets on a regular basis for the last several years, really outside of the 2022 season. They didn't do a lot of those little things, defense base running right. And they've done that so far. And that, that speaks well to the way they're being taught. Uh, in the early part of spring, at least, by by Carlos Mendoza and a, a relatively new coaching staff. There we go. You just got to my next question. Tell us something about Carlos Mendoza that you've observed, something that you've seen. He, he seems pretty quiet, but we know he's a baseball guy. We know he knows his stuff. Tell us anything that you've seen from him either working with uh, the young players or uh, coaching guys up or just his manner uh, that we might not be able to see from what we've got on the Internet. I mean, I, I think it is what you said, that he's, he's a real baseball guy. Like, he lives and breathes it. Uh, he's, he's all over the place uh, on the backfields during the course of, of their workouts. Uh, he's a guy who, you know, in their the post-game press conferences is highlighting the little things that they do, uh, that they did well in a game like today. He mentioned a couple different base running things they did that he really liked. Uh, so I, I think he's a guy who's, who's, you know, we talk about it all the time with Buck Showalter, the excessive attention to detail. I think Mendoza has a lot of that in him but maybe doesn't talk about it quite as much or doesn't have the reputation for it the way Showalter did when he, he got here a couple of years ago. But I, I think he's going to place the same emphasis on doing those, those small fundamentals well. And, and what he's talked about all spring is just using this time to forge relationships with guys. You know, it's, it's a rel- it's in, the front office is mostly new. The coaching staff is mostly new. There's a lot of get-to-know-you time uh, this time of year uh, for, for the players and the coaching staff. And, and Windows is trying to, to make the most of that to – I think the word connections is probably the word he's used the most in talking to the media to make those connections with guys and, and get to know them uh, and, and figure out the best way to, to get the most out of them over the course of 162. How has the morale been with some of the former Mets? I've seen David Wright, Daniel Murphy, Carlos Beltran, uh, Gary Sheffield, Daryl Strawberry. How has that been for some of these young players and some of the current Mets to be around those guys? And have you been able to speak to some of the former Mets? Yeah, I mean, we, we talked to Strawberry yesterday, I think it was, uh, and he was, you know, I think most most guys who are in that position, they, they just enjoy being down around baseball field again. Uh, Strawberry, he, he declined to take BP or do anything like that, even though he <laughs> looks like he could, could, could still uh, whip a bat around and hit it pretty far away at his age. Uh, you know, but those guys are happy to be there and, and kind of, you know, it, it's most of them, they don't want to, like, impose on anything they just kind of want to be there as a, a sounding board for any players who have any questions for them you know i, I remember uh last year a, a player talking to carlos beltran about you know i'm trying to throw my cutter in to left-handers what what about a cutter when you as a, le- or as a left-handed batter what bothers you about a cutter where's the best place to put it uh and that was you know beltran had a good answer to that and could talk through it 
and that's what they're kind of there for. Um, and I think Carlos, you know, he works in the organization now and is going to take a more active role, uh, be around the major league team a little bit more than he was last year when he, he kind of traveled to the minor league facilities over the course of the season. And I think, you know, he's a guy who we've talked about it for years with him, uh, has uh, a lot of major league experience, uh, has stuff that he can tell guys that, that has, he has kind of a cachet. Uh, with this generation of player that maybe, you know, it's tougher for a guy like Strawberry who played a longer time ago to have. Uh, so th- I think that's the value of having those guys in spring and then, you know, in, in Beltron's case, around a little bit more often during the season. A couple more questions for you. We have Tim Britton on the fan right now. He covers the Mets for the Athletic. Uh, this is something that I've said just in theory. The Mets' bullpen was so terrible last year. I just see them being better this year with the additions that they've made. Uh, can you name one guy? I saw Adam Adovino was throwing, but can you name – one guy that has stood out from either his you know, live bullpens or that has also turned some heads, um, maybe a new addition to the Mets bullpen this year. Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, like Jorge Lopez is a guy who they're pretty high on and what he can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think a guy who's got a pretty wide range of potential outcomes this year as his last couple of years of the majors have shown. You know, that first half that he had uh, with Baltimore in 2022, he was as lights out dominant as, as anyone in the sport. Uh, and then in the second half really faded for them uh, and then had a rough 2023 between Minnesota, Miami, and Baltimore. Uh, but he's a guy who, you know, when he's in the right frame of mind, when he's harnessing his stuff, the, the stuff as a reliever really jumps at you. Uh, you know, the Mets did not have uh, guys in the bullpen who could throw 98 last year. Uh, they get Diaz back who can do that. Lopez can do that. Uh, they've got a little bit more firepower in their bullpen than they did last year. It's, it's a little less of the same kind of mid-90s fastball slider off of it look that they had a lot of last year. So I think Lopez plays into that. You know, Jake Diekman gives them a second left-hander uh, in, in that pen, uh, a guy who can, uh, you know, be used to complement Brooks Raley. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen Shintaro Fujinami yet because he had to go back to Japan for a family matter, but he's another guy who throws, I think he probably throws the hardest of anyone in that bullpen. Uh, I don't know if we'll be able to catch up and make the team out of spring training, but a guy who throws triple digits. Uh, so that's something that, you know, outside of Diaz, they haven't really had as much of the last couple of years. Uh, and we've seen it across the sport that, you know, a lot of teams, their sixth inning guy comes in throwing 99. Uh, and now the Mets might have those options uh, a little more available to them. Starling Marte made his spring training debut today and he spoke with the media. How did he look? This is a guy that has to bounce back this year after what happened last year. This is a guy that if he's right, if he's himself, he, he's going to be a big-time player for the Mets. Yeah, he, I mean, he might be the biggest X factor on the roster because if he's the player he was in 2022, a guy who can influence the way you win games in so many different ways with his with his bat, with his legs, with his, his glove and his arm in the outfield, uh, you know, he looks like himself more so uh, than he did for, for most of last year. It's still, you know, it's, it's two at-bats. Uh, it's really hard to get a read on that at this time of year. You know, if you remember... Like last year when he was just coming off of the, the double groin operation that really slowed him over the course of the season, he had a really nice spring training. <laughs> he kind of put the, the worries that, that the Mets might have had two rests by having a really nice spring training and then didn't translate over to the regular season. So I think you've got to, got to get into the regular season, get into that schedule on a regular basis, night in, nine innings, night in and night out to get a better sense of, of what Marte can be for them this year. Uh, they, you know, they haven't talked about taking it slow with him yet. Uh, they're going to test that out in spring training, but it wouldn't surprise me if that, that first month of April, they are a little, you know, a little bit more conservative with his playing time. Maybe give him a DH day here and there to keep him off his feet every day. Uh, so try to get the most out of him because he is such an important part to, to their team and to their lineup. Cause when you, you look at their lineup, being able to plug him into that number two hole really makes the whole thing come together in a different way than, than it does if, if he's, you know, if he has to hit at the bottom of the order. 
I've said this for the last couple weeks about the young guys with something to prove as far as showing that they belong and some of these journeyman guys showing that they still belong and can play at the major league level and with the Mets having proven guys who have got their monies, uh, got their money, big deal, um, you know, and have proven themselves like all of that together. I feel like that's the combination to get, uh, you know, the right mojo going. These guys have a chip on their shoulder. They're competing. My question for you is this. We know that. David Stearns has been vocal about trying to see what these young guys have in like Mark Vientos and Brett Beatty, particularly at third base and even at, at DH. But I think that there's guys like Joey Wendell who have played third base that could potentially pop in there. And then even the names that I went through before of G-Man Choi, Luke Voigt, Trace Thompson, like these guys, you know, if they're having a good spring, do you think that they could challenge? Like, how long do you think is the leash for Brett Beatty or Mark Vientos this year? I don't think it's like a, a Anthony Volpe situation last year with the Yankees where he won the shortstop job in the spring and they said, you're the guy the whole season. Like, do you think there's some truth to these um, spring training invites, these uh, these journeyman guys that could force their way into the lineup if these kids aren't ready? Yeah, you know, I think the Mets have protected themselves a little bit with, with adding – uh, veterans who they can count on to, you know, provide maybe a higher floor if, if guys like Baby and Vientos really struggle. You know, you know, you mentioned Choi a couple of times. Like he's a guy when you look at at what his numbers are, like oh man, outside of last year, which which obviously was a, kind of a lost year for him, he, he's been pretty good lately. He's an above league average hitter uh, by a fair margin during his years in Tampa. So uh, you know, a guy who started for playoff teams pretty regularly with the Rays. Um, you know, I, I think uh, I asked Stearns earlier in the spring about. Kind of everyone talks about the difficulty of spring training evaluations. You don't want to trust spring training staff. We saw that last year when Beatty and Vientos had huge spring trainings. Uh, I think Beatty's spring training OPS was just about 900, uh, and then he, he he fell on his face a little bit in the regular season. Uh, and Stern said, you know, one of the things we look at is we, we kind of foreground what our opinions are at the start of spring, and if we're changing them six weeks later, we want to have a really good reason for why. That's, you know, we believe in a certain player so much more because of a change they made, because of health issues uh, that, that appealed. Uh, you know, you want to be able to explain it beyond, well, he hit this in, you know, 50 spring training at bat. Uh, so I think I, my expectation would be that, that Beatty and Vientos are going to get the run of playing time early in the season at third and, and at DH. Uh, and then, you know, they'll probably reevaluate a couple of, you know, a few weeks in. Uh, a month in, Memorial Day is traditionally a, a time of, of taking a step back and seeing what you have uh, and then deciding uh, whether they've got enough juice there between the two of them. I think the, the problem is trying to break in two of those guys at the same time. That can be hard. Uh, but uh, I think that that's the plan at this point. See what you have in those two, and then you have some fallback options, like you mentioned, in, in Wendell at third. Uh, you know, that's where the loss of Ronnie Mauricio hurts a bit. Uh, but having, you know, Voight and Choi maybe still in the minor leagues at that stage, Stewart. Trace Thompson, all those guys as maybe options to back up Vientos if things don't work out. Last question for you. Has Steve Cohen been around? I remember him last year specifically saying he's not going to put a team out there that's going to embarrass us, talking about the organization as well as the fans. And I love that, hearing that from an owner. Like, that's what you want to hear from your owner, that, no, we're not punting on the season. We're not just running anybody out there. Losing every series in June isn't okay. Has Steve Cohen been visible at spring training? He was down uh, around President's Day. Uh, he did not do his usual like meeting with the media. I, th- I think that is supposed to come at some point in spring training. They haven't scheduled it yet. Uh, it, it usually is that first week. Now he's 
he's talked about not wanting to be like an overbearing presence. Like he wants people to know that he cares, but he doesn't want to be, you know, Jerry Jones in the box <laughs> looking down at everything every week. So I, I think, you know, he's, he's trying to, to walk that balance. You know, we've seen, we've seen him evolve really over his, this will be his fourth season as the, 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 the control person of the team. Uh, you know, it, it's a far cry his behavior now from like 2021 when he was tweeting about how the offense was struggling so much uh, during that August, you know, I think he's changed his, his mannerisms a little bit sure. uh, and, and kind of his level of patience a little bit as he's learned the ropes in baseball and, and how hard it can be to build a winner right away. Good. Hey, Tim, thanks for joining us. I appreciate it, man. Oh, anytime, Keith. Thanks so much. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.